Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast, and welcome back to the Andor After Party. This is episode five, The Axe Forgets, written by Dan Gilroy, directed by Susanna White. I am Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. My friend, we have another banger on our hands. Mm. The show continues to go without miss. Yeah. No, that they they are proud of this show and they were marketing it to all hell and, and I, I see why now. Like they it they knew they did a good job with this show. Well what's the most impressive to me and it's like uh not not the most impressive. I love this show and I love Star Wars TV in general. Um is like I was talking to Emily earlier, who I'm, I've told now to wait till it is all out before we watch this together. Um, I was mm-hmm. like, you know what, we're gonna we're because I would like once it's all out to go ahead and just blitz that shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but with the three episode arcs, I fear that I might lose her interest as it being a Star Wars show. But then I thought to myself, and I asked her, "Is this just good Star Wars TV?" Or is this just good TV? Yeah, honestly, and... there hasn't really been much Star Wars about it. When you really look at the story, it's kind of just, it's in the Star Wars universe, but I don't think the average person would pull this out as Star Wars if they were given like a random 10 minutes of the show, even. I hear to... Okay. Yeah, like if you spent, if you just give them the scenes on Aldani here. Yeah, this do they have be, any inclination? It's, it's a fictional universe where an empire exists and there I mean, like you get the TIE fighter flying in and stuff. There's some True. there's some that's the thing. Is that like it is it's so Star Wars. Like that's the thing, is that it still doesn't break anything we know about the universe. It has the spirit of everything we've loved about Star Wars, and it's turned it up to a level that's just ridiculous. I am so comfortable calling this my favorite Star Wars television show. We are oh. not even halfway through the first season. You mean including animated shows? Like All movies? of it. So this is above this is Clone my Wars favorite already. Star Wars television show. Damn. I don't know. I don't know if I can quite get there yet. I can confidently say that I will enjoy this more than Mando and Book of Boba. Um, I think Mando was more hype just because it was the first. Star Wars television and, and, and Grogu just it was going to be hype, but this is like just very good Star just Wars television. So uh, so good. Like I don't know if I can put it above Clone Wars yet though. That's that's tough. Hey, hey, and that's, we might get there. We might get there. But uh I'm I'm there. I'm there. Uh 
Like whenever you have this show being put up against House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power every week, and continuously I see people all over my Twitter. I'm very heavy into House of the Dragon Twitter. I'm very heavy into Star Wars Twitter. Not so much into Rings of Power Twitter. I haven't. Uh, I, in fact, the people on that side of Twitter annoyed me so much that I muted everything to do with that show. Uh, okay. But the fact that this is getting compared to those week after week, an HBO original television show and the most expensive series of all time. Yeah, that's, that's good, I mean, like, what's nuts to me is this is holding its own against House of the Dragon for me. As far as critical appeal goes. Okay. As far as, like, how well written it is and how well, like, performed it is, I'd say it, it matches it. But there's more, that you get this more sense of grand and more... Um, like it's insane the the attention to detail that Star Wars gives. Um, like thinking just with the museum and how many Easter eggs there is in there, and how like the fine detail of all the outfits. But then you look at House of Dragon; it's like the outfits, the details in those, the details in the sets. It's like I'd say that's like the only difference is the money that they have, um, right? As far as like critically how good of a show it is though and i never ever would have put my money on that you know because i I love star wars tv and i think it is great it all has its flaws there's mm -hmm. no doubt about it but i love it regardless this is giving me essentially no reason zero reason to go i don't know if this one was that good but i did love it you know, this shit is just continuously, holy fuck, that was great, and I absolutely love it, you know? Yeah. Uh, are you Man. ready for a scene-by-scene -scene breakdown of The yeah. Axe Forgets? This one I'll need to talk through, because a lot, it was a lot of exposition. There was it's a lot. a ton of dialogue, yeah. ton of dialogue, nothing but, you know, there's not, there's nothing that, uh, this is that, uh, Calm Before the Storm episode, that, uh, oh, season yeah. eight, episode two of Game of Thrones. Where they're all just hanging out in Winterfell the night before. Yep. You know, tensions are running high. Everyone's like, ah, we might die tomorrow. Uh, that's, that's the attitude here. And boy, is it fucking good. But let's get into it. The Axe Forgets, Episode 5 of Andor. We begin on Coruscant with a very clearly depressed and, in a bad way, Cyril Karn. Uh, he's spending Sir time... Nark. Sir Nark, yes. He is spending time with his mama, who's, you know, uh, she's in his shit. Big time. Uh, she's, she's thoroughly disappointed with her son, and it seems that she's always been thoroughly disappointed with her son. Uh, pr pretty much for, for, forever is kind of how long this feels to be going back. And, uh, and did not have a happy relationship, these two. I don't know. They seems that they love each other somewhat. You know, I, they're still around. Oh, of around. course. You know, like, that's the no, thing, too, but... that the mom, this is just, the, the mother is, Edie is her name. I don't know if you if you caught mm. that. Edie is her name. Edie Karn. She's a mother, Narc. Um, she's 
this is how she loves. Mm. You know, she wants him to be successful. She wants him to be well off. She wants him to have prospects, and he's he, he just doesn't. He does not. He does not have any prospects in front of you. Man, she was on that word. Yeah, she – do you have any prospects? Yo, oh. and how about how about the little parallel to the last episode in the first scene with uh, Luthen and Cassian where she goes, uh, I know what you tell me. I intuit the rest. Mm. The same way Luthen tells Cassian, I know what people tell me. I imagine the rest. I was like, "Oh, that was blatant as all hell, right?" Mm-hmm. Oh, they Just made sh- it. They made it pretty obvious, I think, of how yeah. She, like, yeah, similar to the line delivery, everything was like, "Oh no, yeah, it was pretty cool um, to see that." I mean, it, it's like on the complete opposite side though of the story that I don't really, not that I don't care about that side of the story, but it's not the side that I root for at all. So I don't. No, yeah, 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 and that. it is. It's giving you a better image, a more full image of who Cyril is, how he's become the person he's become. Because uh, mm. I think he's probably felt a great degree of, uh, I don't know, disappointment from his mom. It's probably created a great degree of disappointment in himself. Uh, he's probably constantly feeling like he's not good enough. And uh, I think it's pretty clear. I think that comes through in his performance. And that's a credit to the actor here. He's a... Uh, He's got a real he's really good at acting like he is not not well. Uh and without saying a word, like his facial acting is just like he doesn't most of the his screen time is him just sitting staring yeah. off into the distance or just well, being and like him off. Uh, and the way this this episode opened with him just a nice little image of what it's like to live in this part of Coruscant where he's sitting on his bed and for that one second a day, you can see the sun. Ooh. And the, the like, way it, it lightens him up for half a second, it's gone and he deflates again. I was like, How oh, that was that so be? well done. Yeah. That would that would suck. Like, to look, just see see the sun and then just, like, yeah, just instantly have it gone. Like, feel the warmth on your face for a couple seconds and then just darkness this is not la la land there will not be another day of sun Mm. it's another day of none Mm. there were a lot of i don't know this episode it was a lot of it shocked me in the sense of like it there were so many like philosophical questions or like huge concepts that were like talked about in this like in this episode um yeah and like Nothing really happened at all. Like the from biggest the beginning development to the end, like, that Cassian confesses. That's yeah. Like no, no action, no big event happened. You know, we're Nothing. just living with these characters. And let me tell you, that's exactly what I want. You know, obviously, I like the big climaxes and everything. That's always fun. But the the night before. You know, everyone was like, I remember season eight of Game of Thrones. I'm gonna go back to that. When episode two happened, everyone was like, and frankly, this is kind of a fairer criticism for a six episode season. But uh, what are we even doing? We don't have time for shit like this. Mm. I have all the time in the world for shit like this, dude. This is my favorite kind of TV. You know, like uh, I absolutely love this shit. But uh, 
just being able to live with these characters and get to know them a little better and get to know their backstory. And I think we get a really good image of Cyril here in the very first scene, you know, mm-hmm. with his mom being like, well, I'm going to get Uncle Harlow. I'm going to call in the family favor. And he goes, oh, is Harlow even going to remember you? And uh, I'm like, ooh, beef. Yeah, anyway. I wonder what, like, who this Uncle Harlow guy is. Like, if he's in the, like, more Empire side and that's where he can hook him up with a job or if it's more like bounty hunter, smuggler type, you know. Or is said, he just a dude in the galaxy? Like, he he says, like, oh, we're really setting the bar high here, huh? Um, whenever he refers to, like, the type of job that he can get him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I mean, I'd assume if he was Empire that he would, he wouldn't say that. No, um, no, no. I, I feel like he'd be all, all I'm assuming like, it's some sort of physical labor. Uh, I'm assuming it's some sort of job that is admirable and he can't bring himself to do something that he thinks is so far beneath him. Can you imagine it's on, uh, Ferex? Is that the planet? And it's what Grasso does. And like he literally has to go work where he failed. Um, that'd be that'd be a great way to tie that story wall. back in. Tie that story back together. That'd be kind of awesome. But uh, no, no way, no way, like, no way. But that would be awesome. Uh, but anywho, elsewhere, back on Aldani after last episode, Cassian is awaking in his little hut to find everything he has missing. Uh, he panics. He goes out, mm. but he finds he finds the kyber crystal. So he's like, "Okay, whew, all right." And then he goes outside to find Skeen, who is uh, he's searched his weapons under the orders of Vel. And uh, Skeen's like, "Well, you must have left in a hurry, you know your your arm, this fucking gun, uh, the a corporate issue." And he's like, "Where'd you get it?" Andrew's like, "I didn't get a name." Uh, and and Skeen's like, ah, yeah, you notice, you you recognize these tattoos, huh? You're a little, uh, you're a little, you're a little more uh, sympathetic to the the situation, huh? Crate head and by the hand. Mm. And it seems that crate head is kind of implied to be a prison of some sort, uh, which mm. is uh another just the the line where he's like, uh, yeah, they're real good at building cages, or they built a lot of cages, huh? Uh, was another nice little real world breakthrough there when Clem's like, "Yep, I was in a Sippo Youth Center at age 13," and that lines up with his whole story from last last episode how he went to Mimbon after he was out of, after he got out of prison mm. at 16. So three years spent in prison, uh, and you know, schemes schemes a little uh skeptical of his backstory, you know. Uh, so the axe never for the axe forgets, but the tree remembers. Uh, you know that the shit the shit ain't gonna be easy for them. We do the fighting now, and Andor surmises that uh, Skeen joined Vel's rebels as a uh, as a revenge ploy, and uh, Andor says he was sent to help. You know, working with the team's never easy, and he's like, "Yeah, I didn't take you for a team player." So just uh, very quickly continuing to raise the tensions between Skeen and uh, and our boy Clem, as as he's referred to on Aldani. Mm. Um, Fair enough. I mean, it is it is a dude who joined last days minute. before. Yeah, like the the big event. 
they were, dude, I mean, we'll get to it later, but they were fucked. Like, they were not going to make it out of this without Cassie. Like, um, and oh, yeah, when he like, goes in there and he's like, what? Yeah. What like, do you think this was? Like, they knew that, like, this was a, like, I think they were all ready to die. And that's why they were, like, they were so hard-pressed as to, like, who's who's about to join our suicide right. squad, you know, like, last minute. Like, really? Like, I've gotten to know all of you guys, and, like, I've I've been ride or die with you, you know, for this long. This... Like, these are the people I am ready to die for. Yeah. You're going to throw another dude in here who I don't even know, who all of a sudden I might have to die for? Yeah. And the, like, that's a... I don't know, that... What was that? This character's name with the tattoos. Skeen. Yeah, I don't. Know, he. I don't know if he'll be like my favorite character of the episode. I don't think so. But I really liked right. his interactions with uh, with Cassian. Like, oh they, yeah, he might were, be my favorite actor of the episode. Yeah, that um, and that might be the the best uh, place to give him because he did perform very well. He performed his ass off. Uh, what what's that actor's name here? I'm gonna find it for us because uh, he's incredible and he's got a, he's got a name that uh, doesn't exactly stick in the mind unless you come to Evan memorize it. Evan Moss Bachrock. Yep. Yes. There, there it is. Moss Bach B A C H R A C H Bachrock. I'd go Bachrock. Evan Moss Bachrock. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I liked him a lot this week. He was really really good. Uh, is that who you're going with? Or no. Okay. As if you okay. if you refer to the Excel, I think mm-hmm. you will find that I've already filled my stuff out. You indeed have. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll get there. I'll get there when I when I get to the scenes that made it happen. Mm. Uh, I was just like, I don't want to pick on the spot again. I like I was watching the episode for a second time today, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's it. I don't want to forget about this. I don't want to go with someone else just retrospectively. This is what I liked about the episode. Mm. But uh, yeah. So uh. It's it's not it's not great the the tone they're setting between Skeen and uh, Andor, but Skeen talks about his fellow team members here, talking about Nemec and uh, how he's inexperienced, but he's a true believer. He's all about the cause. He's a true rebel. Uh, and he points to Sinta, Sinta Kaz, uh, as stone cold and fearless as they come. Uh, and he's like, and if you're thinking about if she's sharing a blanket, she already is. And we get a nice little nod to the fact that her and Vel are gay. Uh, nice little, you know, we're not going to spend too much time there, but we'll give you a wink and a nudge. It's uh, still still a little bit, still a little bit like, all right, give us a little more here. You know, maybe a little affection being put on display or something. Uh, I don't know, man. There's a lot of details that are regarding uh, Senta. And I, I'm still a little suspicious of who she is. I, I, they've been paying a lot of attention to her, and mm. every time her and Cassian are about to go talk, or Cassian looks at her, he is then distracted, or something happens to where he doesn't, it d- is not able to, and gotcha. like he's hearing more and more about her slowly over time, and I don't, I don't know why, but like, I don't know, it, it, it I don't know if it's the way. It's edited for the way the camera focuses on her, but it's different than everyone else. Um, I don't know. I feel, I, I, I feel it a little bit more this week than I did last because he kind of flirts with her a little bit here here before long. And Vel cuts him off and is like, hey, man, uh, need you on this shit. All right. You ain't you ain't going to flirt with uh, with my boo. OK, Um 
But uh, yeah, last week my gaydar was going off like crazy for Vel. So I'm so glad they they just went ahead mm. and confirmed that for me. Like last week, I was like, oh, that woman is gay, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, Skeen also says that Lieutenant Gorn is the key to their plan here, and Andor asks, you know, like what if he's leading us into a trap? And he's like, well, he would have. I we've been here a while, and he's known about us. There's no reason for him to let us get close and then kill us. Uh, and then he's like, well, it might be it might be you who's here to do that. And he's like, no, nah, I'm just here to win and walk away. And he goes, oh, wouldn't that be lovely? Another little nod to the yeah. fact that they are all ready to die. Um, they're ready to go out. I don't know. This this dude, it's been interesting looking at the different uh, forms of, like, rebel spirit, where his is very much so, like, out of revenge, and he's okay with it. He even admits it, you know? Like, I, I'd say a lot of people's is out of revenge, but they don't want to say it is. They want right. to say that they're doing it to avenge or, you know, do kind of the right thing. But I, I think it's kind of all the same, But but he... You know, Skeen's very, you know, he's like, yeah, that's good enough for now. You know, as long as I have a reason to fight. Well, and them. that's the that's the key thing behind this episode. The the axe never forgets you or the, the axe mm. forgets the tree remembers, you know, like that's that's the key message behind this episode. We learn what Eben's uh, or Eben, that's his actor's name, Skeen's whole mm. thing is. Um, and we do that with everyone, you know. Mm. Everyone has their rebellion, as Vel says later on. And I think we kind of see, we get that laid out before us with every single character, save for a couple. But, uh, like, with Cyril, you know? The axe forgets, but you know what he's holding on to is what's happening at home with his mom, Mon Mothma. That's where we go next, over on Coruscant, where she's having breakfast with her husband. After I'm assuming the day after the dinner, that's probably that probably went horribly. Um, it didn't seem like it went well. Nah, yeah, the husband parents sitting at the uh, breakfast table when uh, Lita, Mon Mothma's daughter, comes on up and uh, is like, "What's up? How you doing? Get ready, we're gonna go." You know, she's made arrangements for the driver, Chloris. Chloris, you know his name, uh, to take Lita to her morning class. And Lita reveals, "Oh, Dad's going to be taking me today. Uh, I don't, I, I don't have an early class." And Mom was like, "Nah, we made these arrangements. Get your coat. We're going to go." And she's like, "Oh, you always want to act like you're there. <clears throat> Fuck you." And uh, Perrin doesn't lend a single helping hand. Fuck Perrin, dude. God, dude, that guy he sucks. is a bitch. Oh, that guy sucks. And he's clearly stirring the pot with his daughter and his with his daughter and Mon. You know, like he's he is planting this sort of ideology in her head. She, he's not there to help at all. Mon Mothma is a senator. She's busy. Okay, it's okay to resent your mom a little bit for not being there. But the fact that Perrin hasn't been able to go and clearly has never gone, hey, she's doing a lot of good. You know? Yeah. No. Because he doesn't think she's doing a lot of good. He thinks it's senseless. Why must everything be boring and sad? And uh, there, I mean, there was more information. I like that there's a little information released between episodes by StarWars.com that kind of gives us a little bit more key insights. And one this week was that Mon Mothma and Perrin were basically an arranged marriage at 16. 
Wow. So they've been together a while, and I'm assuming for a while unhappily. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about that. I, I just thought that they were together and it went wrong somehow, but I didn't even think about it being arranged. Yeah, and whenever whenever the daughter accuses her of, like, it's her own agenda, it's always you, and she's like, that is hurtful. And she's like, oh, see, it's always about you. And it's like, okay, I have a feeling that uh, she's heard some of these arguments before. And uh, they're not for Mon, I'll tell you that. Uh, but she goes ahead and walks out of the breakfast early. Uh, and that's uh, that's it, basically, for Mon this this episode. She does have one little one little scene a little bit later. But uh, not much more expansion upon what happens here. Just a little bit more with her and Perrin having beef. But uh, and we'll we'll get to that later. But uh, I like just the little tidbits, and uh, they're getting a lot done for us. I didn't even realize that you can't see me. I had no <laughs> idea. My bad. Um, I just looked. I was like, oh, my video's not on. But uh, <laughs> I looked at my camera at the top. There was no green light. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, but. Alas, we're back on Aldani, and Nemec is serving Andor some Dre milk, just uh, some six-horned sheep milk. Yum. Uh, and uh, it's it's for breakfast. It'll keep him going. It'll keep him alive. <laughs> After a few days, you'll question your existence, but hey, fuck it. Um, it's a, it's a bit of an acquired taste, and he, you know, uh, he shows Andor a navigational tool that he's been building, and he's like a. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's an old motherfucker, right? Yeah. Do you see big data? They don't want to. They don't want. They don't want us to know what we can. What we can do. You know, they they want to keep us down, man. The man doesn't like it when we do things. But uh, I love Nemec. Is, is this kind of the equivalent of someone pulling out the compass app on their phone and then being like, no, and then pulling out just a regular compass and being like, <laughs> look at this. This will always work. It's the not connected Lord. to the internet. The true yeah. north, oh, it's it's always there, you know. Or like, is that kind of the equivalent to the real world? I think uh, I think so. Uh, regard, regardless, though, no, Nemec is is super sick. Nemec's yeah, a no, him. I love Nemec, and this and, was this is the scene that motivates me to go. Here we have it, folks. This is my favorite he's character. So dead, man, and I'm I don't want him to die, man. But he. No, I tweeted dead. after I finished this episode this morning. If Nemec dies, I die. I, I, I that's my threat that's my threat to disney <laughs> i think it's gonna happen man i think I, it is too i'm it's not either nemic or let, let's see probably skeen i can see skeen. no i see like it's either nemic or skeen sacrificing themselves for cassian i'd say right um, right i could i could see that for sure um i'm i'm I don't know. I don't want to say goodbye to Nemec at all. I, I fucking love this guy. You know, he's he's on about how uh, he's trying to lessen their dependence on Imperial technology because they're they want to take away our freedom, man. And schemes like, yeah, he's uh, he's always he's always finding some new way to figure out what oppression is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Nemec goes on to talk about uh, the ideal of the Imperial thought machine concealing their atrocities easier for 40 or 40 atrocities than one massive one you know uh you know you do all these things how much how much can we really keep up with and uh skeen asks you know clem for his input you know what do you think of that huh clem what what do you think of all of that give me just your unfiltered opinion 
the fact that the fact that Nemec is writing a manifesto, you know, he's got he's like uh He's yeah. like, what do you think of that? He's like, I'm just, uh, I just know what I'm fighting against. And he's like, you're my perfect reader. Come on now, let me, let me, let me show you this shit. Let me, you're let my me target bring, audience. Oh yeah, man, let yeah, me yeah, fold yeah. in, brother. Come on, comrade. This is comrade Nemec right here. I fucking love this guy. But uh, you know, he's talking about uh, how they're just they're just trying to hold us down, man, and and or ultimately uh, has to get called away by Terraman. Uh, another great character and one I'm hope like we just haven't gotten quite enough of for me. Like he's very straightforward about his business and I get that. Um, but we're not spending as much time with Terraman in his casual state. Like we are with Nemec and Skeen here. Mm. Uh, I feel like I, li- I, are- I do like this dude. I really do. But he's, he's about that action pretty much all the time. Um, I don't think we get a lot of expansion on his character so much yet, but, uh, you know, he summons Clem for the meeting in his hut, and uh, Nemec asks Skeen outside the hut if he distrusts Clem. You know, you don't trust him? He's like, uh, man, I don't even know if I trust you, homie. I got trust issues. And uh, back in the tent, Vel and Terramen are asking Andor about how much weight their their escape ship can carry, and Andor's like, you don't know? Is is this a test? Y'all y'all better know. Y'all better know. Don't tell me you don't know this shit. What the fuck were y'all gonna do without me? He got How on did their you plan head. on doing this? He got on their head. He oh, made them he all feel so shit. dumb, dude. They were like, shit, well, I mean, he's one hundred percent right, and holy fuck, we were fucked without yeah, him. Ter- like, Terraman goes, Terraman's like, How how would you input the weight? And he, he's like, Well, there's probably a load clutch. And just a little bit like a, a display thing for the weight below. And he's like, how like that's not on the manuals or anything. He's like, it's a fucking custom job. No ship just has that. And uh, he's like, all right, since y'all clearly don't know what the fuck you're doing, I'm going to go ahead and fly this shit out. And Vel's like, well, you'll do what you No, no, I'm going to do what I like. Y'all clearly did not have this shit thought out. She's like, well, it wasn't going to be pretty, but we were going to figure. No, you weren't. You were going to die. <laughs> that was kind of the energy Cassian was coming with here. Is this kind of Cassian's way of of being the the true leader of the group? Because I think like the narc storyline is like being a leader is not something you turn on or off. You know, it's it's always in you, and it's it's just a, a driving spirit that is always on. I don't and, know that it's so much saying he's going to be the leader of the group, but more that he has it in him to be a leader. Like, yeah, is this like the start of his, like, where he realizes he's like, oh, wow, like, I really. I have a knack for this. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like, I, I actually made a big decision there, like, off my knowledge, you know, like, I, I am. I don't know. I, I feel like he this says, is. Hey, we could say it was your idea, but I'm going to fly this shit out. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. This is 100% him getting used to the idea of uh I don't know, making tactical decisions and bossing people around being in charge of a group and I think that he's going to find himself in charge more and more as he becomes more and more enamored in the empire or empire so rebellion. In between the gap of now and Rogue One, how rebellion was Cassian? Or was he really just on his own doing whatever? Or like was he like still like hardcore? I think this season is his journey to becoming 
full blown. Yeah. Now I'm just, now I'm a rebel. Y'all don't have to pay me. This ain't about survival. I know what I have to do. I think that's kind of the journey for the first season. I think it takes him one year because that's what it's covering this season is basically one year of activity. And then for four years before Rogue One, that's it. He's like, yep, I am a rebel. There is no question about it. Um, Hmm. And in fact, I think he might even come to that conclusion sooner. Like, I think that if a character like Nemec does end up dying for him, I think that continues to radicalize radicalize him even further. And uh, slowly it's just going to keep, this season's just going to keep on radicalizing him. I think ultimately some of the things that would, you know, everyone has their own rebellion. Mm. The Empire is now occupying Ferrix. I'm worried about what might happen on Ferrix, um, to say the least. Um, mm. But, yeah, he's like, I'm going to go ahead and take take control of the ship when we get on when we get the fuck out of there. And uh, they they go ahead and walk outside and Terraman uses the hill and surrounding forest to describe the layout of the Imperial base. I love I love this shit. He's like, all right, visualize with me for a moment. You know, uh, he goes full Bob Ross. There we Yes, and over there we will paint the base, and uh, we'll walk down from the temple, and and so on and so forth. Like it's like uh, it it was so perfect. I love Terraman here, but uh, they uh, we we then cut to the Aldani garrison's base where Lieutenant Gorn is uh, you know, he's chastising a couple dudes for not uh, ordering their men to clear uh, a structure of target practice. He's like, "What the fuck are y'all on?" Come on, we can't have shit like this. Come on, clean it up. Clean it up. Uh, he asks where someone is, the commandant. Uh, they're like, the commandant's wife is, he needed, she, she needed help moving furniture for the dinner. Um, someone who I'm assuming will come into play next episode, uh, in some capacity that might be a bit more important than Lieutenant Gorn or maybe just below him. I couldn't, I couldn't really. Couldn't really tell you, but if they're in the tower, quote unquote, for a dinner party where the wife needs furniture moved, that sounds like some high end shit. Um, hmm. And this was my second in the running for favorite character. This episode was Lieutenant Gorn. I, uh, I really, really fucked with this dude this week. Um, hmm. Just uh, like, and there's one specific acting choice later that really, really gets me there. I was like, oh, I fucking love this guy. And just the further explanation for why he, his, you know, his fight against the Empire, his rebellion, and so on. Uh, I, I, I really fuck with Lieutenant Gorn, but uh, back Man, at I'll, the, uh, I'll go ahead. I went ahead and put, uh, put Nimic in my favorite character. Um, yeah. He's too good. I, I just, he's too good this week. I don't know. It, yeah, just that he he's too like he went from the black mirror child porn guy. I don't see him like that anymore at all. You know, that is gone. This this is who he is now. Um which I'm glad. I'm glad I see him as, as it's Alex Lothar, I think is the actor's name. He's uh, uh come a long way from yeah. the psychopath I watched in uh the end of the fucking world. Yeah. But uh um but man, that character-wise, um, 
he was lieutenant what it was uh gorn gorn he he was close uh with yeah, like he was, the scenes of him up top like yes, out looking that's the one talking. that's oh, the one dude. oh, oh that was so yeah. good but uh back down on the base terraman is telling clem that he's uh he's an imperial private and sentry who's been transferred from the alkenzi air base for special duty and he's like do you know how to walk like an imperial soldier he's like uh you need to stand up more straight Gives him a little touch on the shoulder. Gives him another touch on the shoulder. Straighter. Don't fucking touch me. Like, get your hands off me. Like, um, this is just one of the small moments that lends me to go. Diego Luna as Cassian Andor, once again, has to be my favorite performance of the episode. Mm. Um, and I, I always like, I always want to go with someone else because like he's Andor, he's the main character. There are some episodes so far where it's just been too undeniable. And this one was a week where we got to spend the most time we've gotten to spend with Cassian yet, I think. Mm. Um, oh, by far. He just got a, he yeah. just got a ton of time to shine. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't not pick him for my favorite performance this week. Dang, you're right. Cause we haven't even gotten to him confessing and like up until that point he's already like dom like dominated the episode with the yeah. performance yeah i yeah, think that, that scene that scene is what just like oh yeah there's no doubt now you know like that, that that seals that shit but just everything leading up to it his is panic whenever he wakes up in the morning and he, he he's not he doesn't have a shit his relief when he finds the kyber necklace just he's so fucking good man and uh they do their they do their little practice walk uh here here in a little bit, but before that we go ahead and cut to Ferrix. Where uh, Imperial Security Bureau Lieutenant Supervisor Blevin is watching over. Uh and frankly, this is the coldest an Imperial has ever looked for my money. Yeah. Um this, this dude's dude got it down. Clean. Yeah, I don't know, he's got it down. He he's very scheduled like i mean he's a well-oiled machine and he just has the look too i don't know like you look at that guy and you're like oh yeah he's he's just high up oh yeah he's there's some way i don't want to stand that guy like the way he's just even standing just looking just looking at everyone like mm, frankly what's nuts to me is that like obviously he's wearing like that overcoat so it looks a little less imperial uh, I feel like you could just like he specifically could just wear this fit hat and all, and I would just like, yeah, that guy's got the drip going on. You know what I'm saying? Like he looks clean as fuck. Um, I've never seen someone pull off one of these imperial hats the way Blevin is pulling off this imperial hat. Damn, um, you're right. Yeah, I gotta get another look at that. Homie's looking clean. He's looking clean as fuck. But uh. He's watching as they're clearing up the damage caused by the fighting on Ferrix uh, during the incident. Uh, but he calls for Captain Tigo, who's clearing out guests and furniture from a hotel. And he's like, all right, so is this going to work? He's like, yeah, uh, for, for what? He's like, this is going to be your headquarters. You're in charge here now. And he's like, uh, uh, can I be prefect? <laughs> is that okay? I know I don't get a raise or anything, but can I please have the title? And, uh, Blevin's like, dude, I, I straight up don't give a fuck. You could wear a ball gown. Do whatever the fuck you want here. Just uh, get this shit up and running before my next staff meeting. Um, 
And that's all we get of Ferrix. I was like, oh, the tease. I was like, I want it back so bad. Show me Bubba Bix. Show me B. Show me Marva. Show me Brasso. Just give me all of them Bubba Bix. Bubba Bix. Mm. I miss all of them so much. I love the Aldani crew, though. Like that's that's what's been so like. Okay, how mad can I be that we're not on Ferrix? Like the Aldani we're crew okay. is just. We'll get back there. We we got these arcs, you know, that we're going along with. We got it's, time. It's got how time. it is. We got yeah. What twelve episodes total? Oh yeah. Yeah, we got six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. So seven more episodes. Dude, that's uh. We're doing okay. We're good. We're, we're getting gone. we're getting a light show next next week. We're getting a meteor shower. We're getting the conclusion of the three episode arc. Yeah, God tier meteor shower. So I'm so glad that this episode essentially confirmed that we're doing the three episode arc thing. Um, because mm. I was like, okay, if we jump right into the uh the heist, then it kind of throws it out the window. The fact that we got a whole day before thing, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this shit hit. I absolutely loved it. Uh, but uh, back on Aldani, Terraman is drilling the uh, the group on how to march about like the Imperials. You know, you got to look like you belong. It's all about confidence. They're doing the nice little march. I like that it was like tr- like the transition was between actual Imperial soldiers marching with their fucking mm. the arms straight and absolute fascist walking they were doing and uh they they translated over to uh the rebels holding their weapons and uh they're like yep lieutenant gorn is in charge he's the leader of the base he'll give us entry should be all good there and andor's like uh he's like all right any questions and once they got to the end and andor's yeah like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um what the fuck are they doing uh vel and cinta uh just Standing there being judgy as all fuck. Absolutely dominating it. Uh, they looked so pimp just posted up over there. I Like, they've got to be doing something crazy, right? For them to, like, not tell us what they're going to be doing. They've got to be, like, holding this shit down. Like, they're going to be, like, the MVPs of this mission. I got to think. The only thing I see is, like, are they going to, like, control the native population somehow? Ooh. And you, you know, like, that because I'm like, they're not going to be up in the sky. They're not flying. Uh, now, yeah, if all goes well, they'll see them tomorrow night. Yeah, but tomorrow night? What are they going to do for a whole, like, are they are they going? Or, like, are they setting up camp close to wake up and then, well, wait, when is the meteor shower? Is it tomorrow it's not night? night? Yeah, it's not till night. Oh, okay, so I guess they're not like going in right away. So there is, so there is a little bit more time, I guess. I think so. I think so. Um, mm. Yeah, what could they be doing? I don't know, but I'm ready for it. I don't like that's that's the thing is that they're like they're kind of like you ain't need to worry about that. And it's kind of making me go, okay, but what are they doing? I want to know what they're doing. Uh, but Andor, you know, after after this question, and he's like, you don't need to worry about that. He's like, uh, okay, uh, y'all should switch, though. He's like, all right, how about you get fucking in line before you start making suggestions and shit? And Vel's like, why? Why? Why, why should they switch? You're clearly very good at this. Why should they switch? Um, and he's like, well, he's left-handed. 
And he's like, all right, what am I? Right-handed? What's what's Terraman? Right-handed. What's Sinter? Right-handed. What about Nemec? Uh, he's a righty, but he shoots lefty for some fucking reason. Um, and it's like, okay. Okay, yeah. I, y'all he's switch. Got skill. He's got skill, man. And he's observant as all fuck. Yeah. Uh, like that's that was some that was some good shit, and uh, Terman's like, all right, fucking fine, we'll switch, run it back, but then Senta spots a Tie Fighter. The funniest cut of the episode potentially is her. I don't remember what she exclaims, but wait! she said, "Yeah, I think it's wait." She says so few words that when she yells, it was the funniest thing I've ever I've ever seen. Like they're all within like five feet. Let's see. Yeah, wait. Yeah. What? I was like, oh, I don't know why it got me a little bit. I just thought that shit was a little funny. Uh, and uh, it it the Tie Fighter goes on by, and then, and he's like, uh, all right, all right, yeah. Skeen's like, all right, I think we're good. I think they're, I think, I think it's good. Up, oh, they're coming back around. Hide the guns. Uh, they hide the guns. Every everyone, then this Tie Fighter bears down on them, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck? No way, right? No way, this thing just because we only see Tie Fighters at this angle typically when it starts going." Yeah. Oh man, I really thought for a second, and yeah, they they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing a hundred percent there. Man, and this dude was just a dick, and uh, just an example of them wanting to fuck with the Aldani population. I'm just going to screech on by here. Fuck them. They earned it for whatever reason. And uh, Namek goes up to Clem and he reassures him, you know, soon they'll see. Surprise from above is not as shocking as surprise from below. And I was like, whew. This dude's Nemec with the bar. Man. Yeah. yeah, this man, this man's manifesto. I want to read it. Where can I find it? Where can I, can I buy it at my local Barnes and Noble? I'm sure that's I, against everything he stands I think for. whenever he dies... Cassian's gonna like take it and be like, you know what? I'll give it a read. He, I yeah. said I'm his ideal reader. He died. Oh. Yo, if he does pick up, oh, if Nemec dies and he picks up the manifesto, bro. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got chills thinking about that. I'll cry right then. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the Tie Fighter returns to the local Imperial garrison and. Uh, and it it just flies right over those, and uh, we see Lieutenant Gorn walking out, where he finds Corporal Kimsey. And Kimsey's like, "Yo, yo, yo, are we? Uh, we really this, this place? It's kind of pretty. Are we? Uh, we really gonna destroy all this shit for uh, for an Imperial airbase? I, I mean, I get it, but damn, uh, <laughs> that's kind of his a uh, it's kind of his attitude here. And Gorn's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's true." And Kimsey's like, "Uh." Well, what? Uh, it's not too many locals to worry about anymore, and he's, he's like, I mean, what are we gonna have up here for tomorrow? I mean, last year it was less than a hundred or something like that, right? Can't like I used to start like with thousands. Can you imagine the smell of that? Mm-hmm. And no, getting the information we get later about this just reframes this whole scene a heartbreakingly. The way Lieutenant Gorn just keeps it together because he fell in love with an Aldani woman. And he's like, like you his fuck. little facial reactions each time. Yeah. Like you just saw like it hit every time and he just absorbed it. 
and just God, he was too on. good in uh, this scene. Oh. This was such a great part. Like this episode was fucking phenomenal. And it's just us hanging out and getting to know the characters. Like it's so yeah. fucking good. Uh, but Gorn goes ahead and instructs Kimsey to get back to business. He's like, I'll be making rounds tomorrow. Make sure you're in your station. More of a like, uh, yeah, make sure you're out of the way so that uh, we can run our, run our little heist here. And, uh, Cinta, meanwhile, is tending to Andor's arm. And, you know, he, they're, they got a little bit of a, he's a little flirty, flirty, I think. I, I think that's kind of a, the, the vibe I'm getting from him. And she's like, all right, guy. She's got a little smile on her face. She's like, I appreciate it and all, but go ahead and get to stepping. And, uh, Nearby, you see Skeen moving his pouch, and <laughs> he doesn't do a great job of acting like someone who doesn't have something to hide. Mm. Um, hey, <laughs> runs over and pull, gets the shit. And he's like, "You don't touch my fucking shit!" And he's like, "Dude, it was in the way." And Vel comes over, and this was the first time it's like, "Oh, now Vel can tell her ass is on the line," or she didn't. She can't tell her ass is on the line she exposes that her ass might be on the line a little bit more whenever she's like, I thought you were on comms. I thought mm -hmm. I told you to check on comms. And it's kind of like, uh, why do you care so much? Like, what the fuck? Well, all right. Yeah, I'll get back on comms. Okay. Shit. And, uh, you know, he, he goes ahead and dresses his way up into an Imperial Army uniform. Terraman's like, yep, we'll make a soldier out of you yet. And uh, we cut on over to uh, the ISB, where Deidre watches Blevin go on past with his numerous aides, and they're discussing his plans for the upcoming conference. And he's Dude he's was... a big man on campus, you Damn. know. Dude, That's I don't know why he's actually kind of cool. Like I, yeah, but no, I, like, I hate him. Right. Like fuck, him, I gotta hate but him. But he's yeah. he's one of the coolest Imperials we've ever fucking like, seen. The way he carries, man. like the way I think he's like removing gloves in this scene or something. And he look, he's just like he's just an absolute so pimp while doing it. I'm like, this man clean as fuck with it. I don't know. I don't know. I just like this guy. Uh, I don't like him, but fuck him. But he's cool for he's what cool. he is. He's a little cute. I don't know. Um, but. <laughs> But later on, Miro is uh getting her she's she's with her, her attendant uh to to search the Imperial ledgers for the missing objects and he's like, check the Hosnian register, but it doesn't report any report anything, you know, all they got over there is the Imperial Navy and they won't admit anything's fucking wrong. So uh I don't think I don't think we're gonna have any luck there and Miro's like, All right, uh I just saw the clock. You're getting overtime, you need to leave. Um and he's like, nah, as long as you're here, I'll be here. And she's like, oh, thanks. And there was such a, there was like a really cute tone with this scene that like, it almost felt like triumphant for them that like whenever she's like two more, two files, more files each and they're like, yeah. And and then she, <laughs> she like takes a caffeine pill. Or I'm going, like I'm going Coke? like that's a. I'm going. That's like an Adderall equivalent. Yeah, like she's, like, she's going to be up for a little bit. She's it like bam. Like I, I was like okay. Like it just interesting to show that. Like, yep, she's I, a little bit. Of, she's a little bit of a, a little bit of popping pills over here. She's throwing back a little bit of Grandpa's cough syrup. No, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know. However, 
you know, Miro admits, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, you know? And he's like, nah, you're doing, you're doing good here. You're onto something. They're stolen items from Kessel, Fondor. Fondor is the ship Luthen has. It's referred to as a Fondor droid. And that might be the significance of the emphasis on the fact that his ship is from Fondor and like the way they keep showing it uh, in the yeah, subtitles. Also, didn't even hit me that he was going in like traveling at hyperspeed, like through hyperspace in that small of a ship. Yeah. Like there's no like ships have to be big to do that. Like Typically, that is a very small ship in or like. Well, that's why last week Cassian was like, yo, I've been on one of these things. I ain't never seen one of them do this. Yeah. Like, so, like, what What does he have, man? Like, so you got a, like, what are those animals? You know, like, uh, uh yes, the, uh, the things uh, that, like, whales. yeah. Whales. Um, He's got something with them, you know? Like a oh. a whale heart, one of their hearts is powering, powering his engines. You know, something like that. You know, that'd be nuts. Uh, that'd be nuts. I would love that. But um, yeah, they they deduce here that there's two. Like she's like, it's exactly how I would do it if I was them. It's too random to be random. Mm. And they they go ahead and keep on at it. But uh, back on Aldani. Clem and his rebels are gathering at a fire consisting of their of their model of the Imperial base. They're like, we did all we needed with this bad boy. Let's burn the evidence. Uh, and um, <laughs> we got this shit down. And Vel and her comrades give a toast to the rebellion. And uh, the following day, they travel onward toward the base. And during their travels, Vel gets uh, Clem to repeat the various stages and signals associated with their heist. You know, what's this? What's this? What's this? And Andrew's like, all right, I got all that shit. I got it down. Let me ask you some shit. Are we really trusting an Imperial lieutenant here? Like, what the fuck going on here? And Vel's like, well, you see, Gorn fell in love with the local Aldani woman and lost his promotion. He also lost the woman, which caused him to lose his taste for the Empire. Uh, she says everyone has their own rebellion. Yeah, I was like, that's a bar, and that's my favorite line of the episode. Yeah, I, I put that down for mine as well. Uh, that's like, goddamn, that's too good. It's too good. Uh, but back on Coruscant, at the same time, Edie is telling her son Cyril that Uncle Harlow is like, uh, I didn't think police work fit fit him, so uh. And Cyril asks, you know, what uh, what field, per se, does this motherfucker think I should be going into? And uh, he's like, uh, you know, she related his experiences on Ferrix the best she could. And uh, she adds, you know, that they're they're counting on Harlow's judgment for Cyril's career plans. And that's kind of the end. That's the end of Cyril for this episode until uh, he goes back into his goes back into his little room and fawns over the hologram he has of Cassian. Uh, he's like, I'm gonna uh, get this motherfucker one day. It's his sole goal now. Like, it has to is be. is real. Uh, it's it's intense. Uh, but uh, back at the Aldani Garrison base, Lieutenant Gorn is confronting two of his subordinates about he's like, you know, 
I was being nice. I was going to let y'all go upstairs for the big, big night tomorrow night. But uh, looky here. This wall happens to not have paint on it. Um, How about y'all paint it tomorrow night? How's that? We got an engineer from Coruscant coming today. How about how about I take that away from you? Uh, nice little reverse psychology he's playing here because they go, excuse me, sir. Nobody really wants to be here, sir. The only good thing about being here, sir, is tomorrow night, sir. <laughs> and he's like, all right, fair enough. Uh, and he like turns around and he's like, <laughs> Oh, got they ass. I was like, oh, I love this man. And that was like, besides the up on the wall where he's like his facial acting whenever he's taking the blows emotionally. This was my other moment for Lieutenant Gorn where I was like, oh, I love this guy. Um, Like, because he barely smiles. He keeps it together. But then like right as he's about to go off screen, he like. He like smirks oh, a little yeah, bit. Come on. Like, oh, dude. Oh, I love like, this motherfucker. It's like, uh, no, no, of course. Like, he's he's seeming nice to them, but it's only helping out the mission. You know, it's yeah. just it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's I don't know. It, it was. Well, he, he seemed like a hard ass. You know, he was like, you know what? Punishment. Y'all are gonna stay down here, and they're like, okay, so this guy's really, really imperial, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, but we need help. We don't. We're, we want to be happy, and it seems like tomorrow night is our only chance. Um, sir, <laughs> sir, the only uh, good thing about planet, sir, is tomorrow, sir. <laughs> that, that, yeah, they. I mean, fair. That would suck. Oh, I mean, like to be painting a wall. They're not, they're not out and above. You know, they're not like out there and seeing Aldani at least. Like Aldani's pretty undeniably pretty like if you're up there you're probably doing fine if you're doing tie patrols you're probably like yeah this shit's fun yeah. uh if you are downstairs building shit and painting shit you hate your life yeah. and that doesn't matter anywhere you're at if you are below ground <laughs> building and painting shit you're not having fun <laughs> um but uh while uh back with the rebel group they're all resting and skiing pulls up on Clem real quick holds the knife to his throat he goes move and you know what happens damn and uh he's like all right all right he cuts off the the kuati signet the kyber the sky kyber and he's like look at it look at the way it shines in the light that's sky kyber right there i know my sky kyber when i see it and uh only 30k here Um, only well he said don't take less than 50k for it so it's like i think he was adding that value to him he was like, it means a lot to me. So if you're going to sell it, don't take less than 50K for it. Um, oh, I see. He's like, but you'll never know how much it's worth to me. And uh have a feeling that has to do with Luthen's own personal rebellion. But uh Skeen accuses Clem of, you know, he doesn't tell us shit. We don't know what he believes in. I'm done. I'm done with this motherfucker. And he's got Kyber. He's got 30,000 credits around his neck. What are we doing here? And Vel- Vel's like, hey. Shut the fuck up. Uh, Skeen's like, no, 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 no. I need to know who this guy is. And Andor's like, hey, man, you know exactly who I am. And he starts to he starts to put the hand towards the blaster. He goes, we'll do this shit right now. And Terraman's like, hey, man, don't do nothing stupid. Don't do nothing stupid. And he's like, oh, I'll fucking do it. And Terraman's like, please don't make me do that shit, man. Like, I don't want to do it. I will. But it really hurts the mission here. 
I can't have that. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, Nemec's up top like, ooh, I see a ship approaching from the valley. What the fuck's going on down there, guys? It's such high tension. And you just, yeah, he's guys, like, there's a ship coming. Like, King puts a knife to the dude's throat and he's like yelling and shit and up top. <laughs> Everyone okay down there? Nemec's like, there's hey, a ship uh, what's coming. going on? Um, but yeah, the ship's approaching through the valley. He's like, it's all right. It's going towards the garrison. <laughs> and I was like, all right, we don't need this ship. Pack up. And we're going to and return the stone. We're good. And Skeen's like, all right, fine. And it all, it all calms the situation. And then Nemec comes down the mountain. They're all ready to move on. And Andor, this is, this is eating Clem alive at this point. You can tell, like, you can tell he confesses out of a place that's like, y'all don't trust me. But you can also tell, like, right when he's about, he doesn't need to. You know, he doesn't need to confess. This is the mission. The mission's the mission. He's like, but he goes, and this was the scene that assured me this guy's the best actor of this episode. Yeah. Uh, it, it went absolutely nuts. Uh, you know, he's like, I'm being paid. All right. Y'all, y'all want to know? That's it. Now, if you can't help it, I'll get, I'll get the fuck out. I'll leave. Y'all will die. Good luck to you. You know, but you need me. So we're good. And, um, Terman's like, Vel, did you know about this? She's like, yeah, it was either we took him on or the mission was called off. And Nemec's like, called off? Like, what the fuck are we even talking about here? And, uh, dude, Nemec's reaction is the one that is the most heartbreaking. The way he just, like, can't take his eyes off and or, like, yo, I thought I felt the spirit of rebellion in you, man. And he was like, I thought you were for the cause, dude. He's like, it was really for the all about the money like that he just like says it to himself like yeah it was all about uh, the money dude yeah that shit hurted but uh skeen's like all right well you should have told us earlier we wouldn't have done this shit and uh and was like yeah i'm only willing to take the risk because of the money you know and in response to nemic being like was it really all for the money he's like (laughs) for a mission like this and he doesn't say yes he doesn't say no but he does say for a mission like this, and uh, he suggests that they uh, that they're afraid. He's like, I get it, I get it, but there's and Skeen's like, maybe you're the one who's afraid. And he's like, no, 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 yeah, I am afraid. I'm scared, but there's a difference between afraid and losing your nerve. If y'all want to bail out, do it, but don't use me as the reason you're bailing out. That's not that's not why y'all want to bail out. And uh, Terraman looks at Cinta like Cinta, and she is just dead-eyeing Vel. Just, nah, she didn't tell me either. And it's like, ooh. Ooh, there is tension a-brewing. I don't know, Vel's in a a sticky situation, though. Oh, 100%. She shouldn't. She did. She did the right thing, you know? When it was the the Rebel show, was Hera telling Kane and everything? Nah. Nah. And she shouldn't. That's risky. She should be able to keep that shit to herself. And I don't expect the people, I don't expect Cinta or Kanan to understand that. I expect them to be like, you don't trust me enough. But that's not what it is. You know, it's a, it's, I've got orders. You know, we are in a fucking military organization, basically. Y'all don't know about that yet, but that's basically what we're in. There's shit that is classified. Um, and they agree, you know, we're going to put this shit behind us. 
and uh, we'll worry about it. We'll worry about it at a later date. Let's wait till the mission's done. And uh, back on Coruscant, Miss Senator Mon Mothma and Perrin are traveling in their pimp speeder, uh, following their meeting with a uh, one Gar Tafid. Fuck and Perrin, dude. Fuck Perrin. You know he says that uh, Tafid knows more about what Mothma is up to than him. He's like, what the fuck? Like, can't you loot me in a little bit? And uh, <laughs> and parent the, the charity the lot like uh, oh yes that it was like, like yeah why didn't you loot me in on why that? didn't you loot me in? he's like well I didn't think you'd care why not it's charity it's charitable like I yeah I would just sorry sorry that that's I, just I, not the kind of person you are parent you're a fucking dick and you're he, not nice. he, didn't, he didn't even try to defend it he was just like. Yeah, dang, you're right. Fair, I, I do not. I, I I hate charity. Yeah, you're like actually, um, I would not have cared. And then this uh, fucking asshole. What's his name? I was like, oh my fucking god, kill this motherfucker! I just wanted her to go full John Travolta and Pulp Fiction. Ah, damn, I shot Parent in the face. You know, like uh, yes, I know. I like it. F- fucked him. Like I didn't like Tim. I didn't want him to die necessarily, but we got that. I really, I need Perrin to die. Perrin's got um, it. Perrin's got to die. I, I really hope he does. Perrin's gonna die. They gonna die. But uh, he needs to. <laughs> you know, he asked Cloris here to take the expressway, and uh, meanwhile, on course, on Cyril is just simping over a hologram of Cassian. Uh, just, I'm gonna get this motherfucker one day. If it's the last thing I do. And uh, on their approach to the Aldani Imperial base, Skeen observes that the uh, the base resembles Nemec's, bot- Nemec's model to a T, and Nemec's like, oh, yeah, I was up here an awful lot at better. Um, I, I, I'm i pretty good at that sort of shit, guys. Y'all didn't give me enough credit there until just now. Um, and uh, Vel tells them that they need to get a, they need to get a fire up send the signal, and at the base, Lieutenant Gorn spots them. And uh, Skeen then tells Clem, you know, he's like, Vel's making you making me tell you why I'm in the fight. I, d- I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, like, uh, he, he, like, walks over, his, like, hands were behind his back, he was doing the little rock back and forth, like, Mom's making me say sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's, the, um, that's the closest thing to an apology you get. <laughs> like, Goodbye. and this shit broke my heart. And this was yeah. the scene that made it close for Eben Moss Bachrock Damn. getting the second, the the honorable mention nod for best performance this episode I'm, for me. I'm giving it to him. Uh, Good. It's it's Good. Ob- it is obviously Diego Luna for the episode overall, but you you got him. Um, I got to give it to him. Just because he he deserves he deserves well, and it's just the fact that this dude's so clearly a hard motherfucker. Like he is, you know, I I would not fuck with Skeen on any occasion. There's nope. no way I'm fucking with Skeen. Uh, but the way that he gets like real vulnerable here, and he's you can tell like he there's like a little bit of a choke in his voice. There's a little bit of a like a he he's not ready to talk about this. You know, the Empire killed his brother. Mm-hmm. He explains that an Imperial prefect. An important little note that an imperial prefect had the power to do this, and that motherfucker Tigo on Ferrix was like, "Can I be called a prefect?" 
He gonna die. Yeah. That yeah. guy, he's gonna not, he's not gonna be a prefect for long. Yeah, he explains that uh, an imperial prefect flooded his brother's land, and uh, in despair, his brother couldn't take it. He went out on, he took a boat, and he filled his pockets with stones. And I was like, oh, fuck. God damn, that's, that's dark. Yeah, Empire sucks hard. He's like, so yeah, I am here for revenge. That's why I'm here. That's why I hate the Empire. That's why I started here. And Andor's like, man, what was he a farmer of, you know, like? Creating that nice little conversation when you when you know someone has heard, I'm so sorry for your loss enough. And he's like, just tell me about him, you know? Yeah. Fill Some me the happy in memories, you know. Yeah, uh, what was he going? Uh, he was like, yeah. and then trees. The axe forgets, but the trees remember. Uh, he was growing trees, pepper trees which had lived for centuries. And he's like, that's as close to an apology as you're going to get. And Cassian gives him a little smile, and he's like, that's, that's perfectly okay with me. That's, I'm there. And uh, I'm, I was expecting him to get a little vulnerable about how Imperials killed his father. In response to this, um, we didn't get that, but that's that's cool with me. I was just like, I thought for sure he'd be like, okay, maybe I owe you a little bit of an apology too. Like, mm. I don't know. I feel like Skeen's concerns were relatively warranted. <laughs> like, he yeah. was there for money. He was a last-minute addition. He's, he's right to not trust Cassian, you know? Uh, I thought for sure maybe he'd be a little bit like, but then does that make him look bad because he is here for the money? Like, oh, you're telling me that wasn't enough to radicalize you against the Empire? Maybe he's feeling a little leftover guilt from that not being enough to radicalize him. But, uh, you know, Vel tells Andor that Tamarin will now be in charge of the mission. I need you to be, uh, I need you to be okay with that. You ready for that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. What are you going to be doing? And he's like, ah, if it goes well, I'll see you tomorrow night. What are you doing? Yeah, what, what? are you doing? What? Like. Where, like, they're just gonna meet up right before they go in. They're gonna meet, like, f like, as they're already, as they're going out. Like, what is that? What do they mean? You know, like, right. like, are they all gathering at one spot? <sighs> I don't know, but I'm ready for next week. Uh, that's, that's the bottom fucking line. And, uh, Terraman asks Andor if he can accept his leadership. Andor's like, yes, I can. And they get to work. But back at, uh, Luthen's shop, Galactic Antiquities of and objects of interest is uh, the the name of the shop. Damn, he's uh, he's waiting to hear for a transmission on a transmitter. He's like, he just keeps hitting the refresh. You know, he's like, boop, 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 boop. am I getting anything? And his assistant Clea comes on, and he's like, all right, you ain't gonna get shit till tomorrow night. I don't know why you thought you might get shit earlier. Let's go ahead and get the fuck out of here. And I just want them a lot more. I need a lot yeah. more Luthen and Clea. And this confirmed yeah. for sure. She's Clea is 100% in. Yeah. Uh, she's she's in on the shit. And I don't know if you caught it in the background. There's a little bit better of a view of it last week. Uh, but this put it like straightforward. The 
thing that's encased in carbonite in the background during the scene is Indiana Jones whip. Yeah. That's so kick ass. I think there's another uh Indiana Jones some like something There's a few more things cool or something uh, like that that's also frozen in carbonite right next to it. Yes. Uh yeah. but yeah, that's I mean that's just Well, and he's got like holocrons behind him this time. There's like a there's like a a, a little cube, a little pyramid like this man's got the objects of interest his shop name ain't lying yeah i mean he can he's he's got to have so many personalities in so many different parts of the galaxy and like his ship allows him to do that like he can just beat 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 like go everywhere he wants super fast and appear to be in like multiple places at once pretty much essentially yeah no way could a guy like be I, I don't know working a shift at a museum and then also on Mandalore, you know, for example. Yeah, yeah, like right. In the next hour, um, or whatever. But right, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's legit, man. I like him a lot. But you know, Luthen confides that he's worried about the mission. He's like, I don't know if I was too hasty with sending the thief and or with them. And she's like, You're good. Don't you worry. Uh, you're you're all good. We got clients tomorrow. Let's close up. And they do. And that marks the end of the episode this week. Um, another banger. Another really, really, really good episode. The piano or like the the score that was Ooh. playing during this, like the and violin. Like yeah, it started like playing. Oh, I like man. that the theme is like a different version of the same song every week. Like whenever they show the title card, it's like slightly different, kind of indicative of the tone yeah. of the episode or where the last episode left off. And it's kind of like, okay. I love the title card for this show. It's so nice. Um, mm. But shit, man. You, should we jump right into a rating for this bad boy? Yeah, unless you got any predictions you want to lay down real quick. I don't. Uh, I... My last prediction is Nemec dies next episode. I think we're saying goodbye to Nemec. Um, and... and I'll make a long... picks up the manifesto. Okay, yeah. I was also going to make a prediction that eventually Perrin, you, we wanted so badly for Mon Mothma to go ahead and file for divorce. But now I'm concerned that Perrin will file for divorce and get custody of their kid. Oh. Which is a, uh, that's a pretty rough prediction. That's what he's planning to do. He's getting her so on his side so that whenever he does do this, it's like, it's a, a easy win. It's not even close. Oh no! Yeah, poor Mon, man. Like, I think that's just. Does it actually go? Maybe it does go parents' way, and then it does get Mon to just be like, "I gotta be all in." But you know, there's like, nothing. There's it. nothing holding like, me back now. Yeah, my daughter is gone. My daughter is a spitting image of Perrin, and I don't want any more of that. Honestly, like it, the worst it, it's, haircut in the galaxy. It is a young girl you know sorry but like she could also die and i wouldn't really care Um, (laughs) sorry Uh, i wouldn't really care no i like i'm like see if they were if there was some like they're on their way home from the custody hearing and they're like all right let's go to our place and then like their speeder just happens to explode i won't be mad oops Uh uh-oh like or maybe um Uh mom he's Mon, uh, she's busy out doing actual good work for the world, and her 
whatever Perrin does at to stay home all day. Seems he's, like he seems like he just home. happened to inherit a bunch of money. Yeah, so he's just at home, and daughter's also at home. Uh, someone tries to assassinate Mon, so they blow up her apartment. Uh oh, she wasn't there; just her her husband and daughter were. That right. so happened to die, and then so she has to be all in. So she doesn't even have to make that decision. Well, um, and that w- oh, it would really be something if she wasn't home. The Empire tried to take her out. Her daughter and husband were home, and that's what radicalizes her even further: is her daughter being dead. She's like, "Fuck Perrin," but my daughter. True. I like I like because it's still her daughter. There's no way she has the same hatred she has for Perrin for her daughter. She cares What's about the, her daughter. the daughter's name. Um, I didn't. Uh, uh Lida, Lida, L E I D A, Lida. Maybe Lida. I think it was Lida though. I think Lida. That sounds right. It also hey, is like a little nice uh, little play on leader because Mon Mothma becomes, you know, the leader of the rebellion. She a leader. Okay. Okay. I like. I like. God, Mimic dying, Perrin and Lita dying. I'm gonna say no. Never mind. I was gonna say that Narc was gonna get a job on Ferrix and be like working with whatever. It's not gonna happen though. I uh, think it's. I think that one's like a too far out there. May, uh, it's not too far out there. It's just that like. I think because Edie made it so clear to Harlow that Ferrix is where he fucked up. That, uh, but maybe because of that, he's like, <laughs> you know, it'd be really fucking funny. You never yeah. know. You never know. Uh, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still suspicious of of Senta. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know who she is. It, um, I don't know. I don't think it's his sister. It, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's possible that it could be. A Canarian, a Canari, or do they go by Canarian or Canari? Just well, the Canari, way they the think Canari, Canari, because he was referred to as a Canari male. Yeah, um, I don't know how hard they're sticking with like the ethnicities there, and like if they're keeping it all, or if it's kind of like a a, a melting pot, right, of stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just still suspicious of her. I don't know why, and it feels like there's something there that's between them. But I don't know what that is. I mean, I would absolutely hate it, but like maybe that's like a heartbreaking moment for Vel. It's like what if she's what if she's the Imperial spy sort of thing? Oh no. I don't think she is. I don't I, I don't I really don't think she is, and I would hate it if she was. That would be like the first misstep for the show, I think. Is like, ah, come on now. Because the thing is, is it doesn't make sense. If there was an Imperial within their group, they wouldn't let them get this close. Is there one in their group, you think? No. You think they're no. all clean? I think they're clean. Uh, because, like, again, it does not make sense for them to let them get this close. True. Uh, unless they were, like... I don't unless, know. Unless they were convinced by the Rebel group. They were like, oh, yes, you know what? I'm all in. You guys are right. And then she... Like they can't, in theory, go through with it. Like, uh, I mean, they they did not have a way to do this successfully before Cassian, and maybe it was just we know you're gonna fail, 
Um, might as well keep you on a planet stranded, not doing a thing until you eventually die at this mission because there's no way you get out. So I, I don't know. Maybe and now that Cassian actually gave a solution, you know, now that there's there's an actual possibility this works, maybe that throws a I don't know, that that's the wrench that's thrown in because like no way every guard is distracted watching the light show and they just get out of there with with no right, right. or no yeah, you know, like something's gonna happen. Um, watch it just be in a super narc that's like, no, the wall needs to be painted. I I will sacrifice uh the one <laughs> night. I I I don't care it's about it. That my much. empire. Yeah, and then they're like, hey, what are you guys doing down here? And then like, it's like that dumbass from Monsters Inc. who like can't do anything right, but he tries his hardest for the corporation, and he's yeah. like, oh, like dude. Uh, they're down yeah. here. We got a twenty three nineteen. Yeah, I wonder what's gonna go wrong. I don't know, but I'm I'm ready for it. I'm ready for yeah. it. Is the bottom line. Uh, so we got three ratings to throw at this episode. We take the average of that, and it becomes our rating for the episode. First up, we've got the uh, enjoyment rating. Completely subjective. Just how much it's resonating with us on any given level. You know, uh, I think that's uh I think that's clear enough. Enjoyment. Uh, genre. Out of 10. How well it's fulfilling the spy thriller Star Wars ass shit. And again, doing quite successfully, if I do say so myself. Um, and then, critically, that's filmmaking, writing, all things considered there. Uh, and we take the average of those numbers and it becomes our rating for the episode. So, how we feel in enjoyment wise. It's either a ten or a nine five or something way up there. Um, I'm right. I, I don't know, it, it was a little slower, but like there, like it, that's kind of the whole point. It was it. like it was it was overwhelmingly like the emphasis this week was on the theme that mm. everyone has their own rebellion. The axe forgets, the trees remember. You know, like yeah, that's I what care the about these characters now. I care yes. about these characters. You know, like it's, I liked the characters on Aldani last week. Now yeah. I love the yeah. characters on Aldani. If if Nemec dies, this if they go straight to it, it's straight to the mission, and Nemec like, dies. Ah, like, that's a shame. Like whatever. But now that we get like, oh, now he has these big dreams. He's like, it's only a few ideas away from from solving everything. You know, like you get this whole backstory. Now losing losing him is gonna suck. Um, it was already going to be bad, but now I'm going to cry. Yeah, fuck. Uh, so I don't know. I'd say like, I'm I'm in pain. I'm going, it, I'm going high, high, high with it. Like nine seven five, maybe yeah. not a perfect ten. Uh, I can dig, but so fucking close. Um, genre wise, how are we feeling? The mission prep can't go the, wrong with the mission prep. Oh yeah, and the, Lieutenant and the, Gorn. Sowing the seeds. Mm. Cassian being like, no, I know you You guys are afraid. Like, mm. you have to be. You like, if, like, you're the day you guys, before. Oh, if it wasn't this, it was going to be something. The day before sucks. Yeah. You know, like, that's literally what he says. He's like, you were going to freak out about something. It was just a guarantee. 
Um, I loved this shit, and I think it's another really, really strong one. Maybe, again, not a perfect 10, but, uh, you know, we don't get an infiltration, but we do get the planning of one. We do got Lieutenant Gorn sowing the seeds. I think I go another really, really high one, like 95975 type shit. Yeah, no, I'd say 9975 is fair um, here again, because I'm trying to think of, like, what they really did wrong. They're they're planting all the seeds that, like, it, it, they are building the suspense perfectly. Like, I don't know, I'm, I'm so glad that it's these, like, three episode arcs, and that we actually mm. do get to spend time with these characters a little bit before they either die or just we leave them and go wherever. Right, right. Um, and no, I, I don't know. This it's it's live action Clone Wars or live action Rebels, um, and and, and it's I you get you kind of get the feeling of a little found family at the end there. They're like hundred oh, percent. They all just went through a super like a heated moment, but they're like, damn, yeah, no, like he's right. Like we all could die here tomorrow together, and like we all are scared together, and like let's just have like that that's at least something we can all relate to in this moment and like right. they kind of have like this it is kind of like a they are a little crew you know mm-hmm. like he's already you know a little little found family um there so no I, yeah i think 975 is is definitely fair perfect there. perfect then uh critically how are we feeling about it i think this episode was potentially the most well written so far um, yeah. because nothing really happens, but I was glued to the screen the whole fucking time. I'm I'm hanging on every word of dialogue that a, a, every character speaks. I fall in love with the Aldani crew this episode. It was, again, visually brilliant. Susanna White dominated the direction here. Again, the score fucks, mm. as it always does. Like, I'm left here like, again... At an absurdly high score. The performances. The performances, bro. There were there were like four or five performances that I was just like, yo. I feel like nine is like the floor. Mm, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. I feel like nine, five. Like, is it a nine, seven, five just flat? everywhere it's a damn good episode man like it might be like what do you what would you say this episode is lacking action i guess if you're if if that's necessary for you but it's not um i think i think if anything the only thing action lends itself to I mean, if it's a well-done action sequence, it can obviously be like, wow, that was brilliant. Like, did a, But, like, that's more an enjoyment thing for me than it is. Yeah. Like, if this had a solid action sequence, maybe this bumps from a 9.75 to a 10. You know what I'm saying, enjoyment-wise. Mm. Like, so it's not getting a yeah. huge downgrade for not having an action sequence. Uh, I don't think that hurts the... Uh, I don't think that hurts the critical rating at all. Um, yeah, I guess maybe it's it's the the scale of the story that we get this this episode is it's literally Cassian confesses to them why he's really there. That's the only thing that, that happened. Uh maybe we like could have got more done. But um I think no, it's very strategic that they've like 
solely like slow down and focused on this to build the suspense of the night before like it was it's not it's not a bad thing that it is such a small scope Um, which means it would only get a little bit of a bump down so maybe it is just a 975 across the board bringing this here to a 98 percent a 9.75 on the good old scale here let's check what uh IMDb has it at right now. Has it at a 7.8. It's Star Wars. We're a little kind. But it's uh, it's damn good. Mm. Damn good. And this has been widely being considered the best episode of the show yet. Um, And I find myself in a similar spot. Maybe not not exactly there. But it's damn close. Can't be far off. What's that? What's that? Leave it at amongst our ratings, like uh, uh it ties it with episode three. Um, there you overall. have it. Um, and then episodes one and four are both at nine. Um, so it's kind of tied for first, tied for second. Um, and then episode two is at an eight, eight, eight point two. Um, around so. I mean, it. I, I think that yeah, with episode three, it like. Episode three, we got the action that was good and done well. Um, everything was was firing all cylinders there, and it worked. This episode, we got the same thing, but it did not need the action to get it there. Right. Um, I think that step that that worked out well. That it that it ended up being the same because uh, I you wouldn't put it above or below episode three. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Uh... I mean, yeah, I mean, I would enjoyment-wise, just barely, but I do think this episode is better written. Like, I just I just, yeah. I just think that's the—I think this is, so far, the best written episode of the show, and uh, I think I think that's fair. Um, I think it all balances out to end up being about the same thing. Uh, and therein, I think we conclude this episode of the Andor After Party. Mm-hmm. Came to a nine seven five out of ten. Hell of an episode. Hell of an episode. Not even halfway through, man. Dang. Not even halfway there, and this is already my favorite Star Wars show of all time. It's fucking. It's fucking beautiful. If you would, I'm gonna ask that you go click on the Patreon preview episode that I'm putting out side by side with this. It's a review of the newest High Republic novel. Path of Deceit just came out yesterday. I finished it yesterday, and uh, I got a review in. And I, I want y'all to know what's going on over on Patreon. So patreon.com slash Bloom. If you like that episode, that's exactly the kind of shit you can expect over there, along with a lot more out-of-pocket entertaining stuff. That one's more straightforward. We do get quite out there on the Patreon on occasion. Um so patreon.com slash Bloom, head over there, get all that shit. Uh, for three bucks a month, it'd be a huge help. Uh, head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you are listening. Me and Joe, not only are we doing the Andor After Party here on Wednesdays, we're covering House of the Dragon on our Fire and Bloom podcast every Monday morning. Monday around noon is when those episodes come out. Uh, on Friday, we've got our 52-year journey through film continuing. And this Friday, 
will bring us Inception from 2010. We're beginning a new decade. Need you to go check that out as soon as it drops on Friday. It'd be a huge, huge honor for us because you'll hear us not be a huge fan of what many consider a Nolan masterpiece. Um, so that's a very fun one. Uh, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. I cannot wait for the Andor After Party to return next week and bring us halfway through the show. Remember, peace, love, and bloom, and everyone has their own rebellion.